ho, ho, ho. Merry Mouse Vent. Thank you for downloading today's offering. Please, Adam, do share the listener's advice. It's the 14th of December. If you're listening to this, it means you've survived the 13th of December and nothing horrific has happened during your 13-minute wait in either Haunted Mansion or the Tower of Terror. And we've got another uh, tip for you from another of our listeners. But first, we have to say hello to Alan. Hello, Alan. You're contractually obliged to say hello to me. I am contractually obliged now. Yeah, that's what it is. And I, and I am obliged to say hello back. It, it's not that I actually want to. I just feel that I need to. So, so I'll do that. Um, Laura from Massachusetts has sent us a tip which says, There isn't too much planning for Disney. It just makes everything easier. So she's put, There isn't too much planning for Disney. It just makes everything easier. There you go. It- do you agree with that? Um, well, th- there is obviously there is an element of too much. You know, if you become a bit too obsessed, yeah, and you and you sort of family fall out with you, and you never speak to your friends. <laughs> I again. suppose there is that element, yeah. But I, I think to do your Disney holiday properly, you do have to do an amount of planning. Yeah. Um, I know that a lot of my friends who've never been to Disney, they don't like the idea of having to plan they're, they're used to the beach holiday in spain where yeah. you, the planning is you have your meal and you go to the bar yeah whereas to go to disney obviously you've got to pre-book some of your meals you've got to know where you want to be going ideally yeah you need to know what sort of tickets you need to buy and all that so there is a lot of planning involved and um, in terms of what i would normally do in terms of my planning is i very very useful tool we've sort of spoke about the other day was um with Len Tester with touring plans. Yeah. I use their crowd calendars uh-huh. and I work out what days are gonna be very busy in which parks because of them. And I'll then start to book in ADRs and I I am um, I'm not even gonna shamely say this. I, I download the, the Dib planner. Right. Now it's a simple PDF making document where you can sort of print and allocate the amount of days you got there. I'll print it all off blank, start to write everything in it. And you can write all your ADRs in there, you can write um, what days are going to be busy, so you can work at what park you're going to be where. Yeah. And you can sort of plan in days off as well. Okay. That, that, that's my sort of loose way of doing it. Right, so that's how you do yours. Yeah. Okay, that makes what sense. What do you do, Adam? What do I do? Well, um, I'm I kind of go into a lot of detail with with mine with regards to everything I need. I actually just put mine up now, and I'm doing it slightly different this time. I'm still doing it on my Excel style sheet, and I'm actually doing it on on Google Docs this year, so I can sort of uh, do it on the go, and I don't have to change. I can change it once, and that's all fine as well. It also means I can access it when I'm in the parks. Mm. my thinking without having to take lots of pieces of paper with me so what I've done is kind of very similar to you um, I, we've kind of I've laid out exactly what I'd want to do at each particular place so how many days do I want to do at Animal Kingdom Magic Kingdom those sort of things do we want to go outside of, the, of Disney do we want to do other elements as well so we decide yes let's do a day here day there and day here then I go just like you over to touring plans and um, I've got actually two columns and what I do with uh, each day uh, so I'll have the date, and then I've got best park and worst parks. And in it, all I write is um, in the top one, which is the best park and what out of 10 its rating is, and which are the worst other three parks. And I give them their rating as well. So they're in there so I can see the difference. And then from there, I can start to work out, right, actually, that works out as a better day. 
So we'll go there first. Then we'll do days here. And actually, all the parks there are quite busy. Uh, except for the one we've already done. So we'll actually go and do Blizzard Beach or something that day. Or we might go out of Disney. Or we might go and do something else. And it kind of works out like that, really. In the way that I kind of go through everything and work it all out. So as much as I... Kind of the the Disney geek in me says I should do the parks in order. I should start the Magic Kingdom, then go to Epcot, then go to Hollywood yeah. Studios, and then do Animal Kingdom. That doesn't always physically work. Um, and I could do that if I wanted to, and I could go to them all in order, but it just doesn't make any sense purely for the fact that I'll just end up then in crowds of people when I don't need to. Um, the other thing I do as well is I look back over the previous year's opening hours and and kind of to start off with now we'll uh, start to roughly put those in so I've got some idea of the kind of opening hours I'm likely to expect so I can then begin to think right if that park's open till then I'll have time in the evening here to do this or to do that and I can put those in so there are some times that I've got in that I know already set so for example Legoland is open from 9.30 till 6 so we're going to go and try Legoland out so I know we'll be done at 6 and I can then come back and if I want to I could then maybe go into a park for an evening um, which one I decide to go into I don't know looking at this at the moment it says that Animal Kingdom is currently at a 5 with Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios at a 6 and Epcot at a, seven, at a 4 on that particular day so I might decide actually I'll go back to Magic Kingdom in the evening and if there's extra magic hours which I can check all that out and that might fit in with that. It might be that things change around and that's fine. But we'll see what happens with regards to that. But that I kind of started, Yeah, I don't think you can ever start planning too early. If you've got some sort of idea of what it is you want to do when, um, even if those things change and they can you know you've got to remember that you because the whole point of this is this planning it's not set in stone and things yeah. can change and you know you don't suddenly get upset because this won't work because of this or this won't work because of this um you know there are things that are very very flexible obviously if you're booking um you know you need to have if you're really going for a very very um, organised itinerary you need to have everything sorted 180 days out because that's when your dining reservations come in that never used to be so much of a problem but what with Disney now asking for deposits for some of your locations you're going to now need to start to think about making sure you know exactly what you're doing kind of 180 days out which is which kind of seems weird that kind of six months before you go You've got an idea day by day what you're going to be doing. Obviously, you haven't got a, a dining reservation for a particular day, and that's fine. So looking at what I've got in front of me now, all I literally have at the moment in time is roughly what what park and what day and last year's uh, opening times to give me some idea of what's going to kind of happen with a lot of those parks. And that's as far as I've got. Next will be the consideration of dining and all those sort of things. Give me a chance to look through menus and, and talk to other people who are coming with us about what they, they want to do, where they want to go, those sort of things. So uh, that's where I am, really. And I think, you know, it doesn't matter if it's too far out. It really doesn't. No, I think one of the things for, for us when we're planning, obviously we've been to Walt Disney World before. Yeah. We know the, the layout of the whole zone. You know you know that it's a large location. Yeah. Um, and from past experience, you'll, you'll know that if you're stopping at, say, Animal Kingdom Lodge or the yeah. DVC or whatever... To get the bus from there to the Magic Kingdom, yeah, it's, it's quite a trek. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's known uh, all of those things, isn't it? I think a lot of people don't appreciate the scale of the the site. Now, we've we've had some friends that have basically went to the travel agents, booked a holiday, and um, decided they wanted to stop up International Drive area. They didn't get a car, and they had a, a young child who wanted to do the Disney parks. Yeah, 
and the hotel said that they include free buses and all this sort of stuff. But I think you need to actually understand how far these buses will be traveling to take you to the Disney parks. Yeah, that is how true. regular they are. Yeah. And also, if you haven't got a car, you are very restricted on how you're going to get around the place. Yeah. You may end up spending a lot more money than you expect on taxis. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. Um, yeah, and that goes back to the tip we've had before, which is about staying on, on site um, and about those differences. And this is one of the big differences about it. But, you know, you can never plan. It, you're so right. You know, uh, Laura's dead right. She says you can never plan too much. You really can't. I, I suppose if she's coming from Massachusetts, she won't do as long a trip as, as we may do with maybe two to three weeks. Um, yeah. So her planning, although still detail, won't necessarily be for the same length. Whereas, you know, I think certainly when you're going for such a long period of time, you do have that flexibility to change things around if you need to. But equally, you do need to think, right, I've got two weeks. I need to fit all of these things in. How exactly am I going to do this? And don't get us wrong. You can still go to Walt Disney World without doing much planning whatsoever. And you can still have a fantastic holiday and you can still have a great time. But you won't necessarily get the same value for money as the people who who have planned it and thought about it and thought it through. So, uh, so I think that's kind of just something very important to, to think about. Even if you're not a massive planner and you don't want to do a huge amount of planning, it's fine. Um, just be aware, obviously, that there'll be there'll be things that you might miss out on. And, and I've, I've spoke to people who have said in the past, oh, I didn't realise that was there. If I'd known that had been there, I'd have done that. Um, so, uh, yeah, just kind of be aware of those as well. Have you got anything else to add to that, Alan? No, that's pretty much wrapped up, I think, planning for us. There you go. So do plan, do plan carefully, do plan thoroughly. And uh, we will see you on the next edition of Mouse Vent. See you then. will certainly help me next time I'm at the mouse. Thank you for listening to Disney Brit's Mouse Vent. And don't forget to join us tomorrow for more. Mouse Vent.